Welcome to Wiggly Neurosis. Say like the destruction. This is the destruction episode. Yeah, say destruction. Destruction. And uh, pretty cool episode. I yes. know you texted me. You're excited about it, as I am. We, we always are. I am. I am. Um, we're gonna review the movie Warcraft, which is the new release based on the World of War- Warcraft World of Warcraft game, or right? the Warcraft game. And World of Warcraft was one of the games in the Warcraft series. So, well, we'll we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, then the album this week is Hammer Damage by Omen, who we just found out is, well, I found out today has been around forever. Yeah. I was surprised, but we'll get to that as well. It was a random selection because it fit with our theme, but it was an enlightening piece of uh, musical discovery. Yeah. And I was, uh, these guys are still doing their thing at, I, I don't even know how old they are. They've got to be pretty old. Their forties, fifties, uh, Four. probably fifties would be my guess. Still rocking out. Still doing it. And our beer of the week this week is Red Hook IPA from Long Hammer. Long Hammer. Which fits in the destruction theme nicely and also that the album is Hammer Damage, right? Hammer Damage. And also before you before you say what you're gonna say, I thought it was fun to pick the album Hammer Damage because before I saw the movie Warcraft, I had heard that the orcs in the movie use hammers. Because I don't know anything about the games, right? So I heard that. And I was like, cool. And then I saw the movie and I was like, makes sense. They do indeed use giant hammers. Continue, Nate. Continue. Long Hammer IPA. The generous addition of hops both during and at the end of fermentation process, which is known as dry hopping, gives our India Pale Ale its characteristic bitterness and piney citrus aroma and flavor. This medium body, crisp finish, and moderate alcohol <laughs> IBU levels make this one of America's most drinkable and best-selling IPAs. So... That tells me before I take a sip, take a sip, is that um, it's pretty basic, right? Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. And it's 6.6% alcohol by volume, 44 IBUs, which is kind of low, um, an original gravity of 14.4 degrees plateau, and it's been brewed since 1984. It's good. Yeah. It's definitely a, just a straight up. It says 6.2% on the bottle, though, That, but that's the kind of thing that can change pretty because you can have a different batch. <clears throat> right. But, yeah, it's decent. It's a good piney IPA, and it, uh, you drink it, and it's good. Yeah. But, yeah, this this is a pretty new um, kind of new thing for me with the Warcraft. I Going in, all I knew, too, is that there were orcs. I didn't know if they were humans or, like, superhumans or what they were. Yeah, well, I've known – I've never played the games. I'm really not a big gamer, like, at all. 
but uh, I know a lot of people who've played the games, especially World of Warcraft. So I had a have a and I'm a I'm into fantasy, so I sort of had a passive interest just in general in in it. But yeah, we'll talk about it and see how it worked out because there's kind of a lot being said about this movie right now. Oh yeah. So and this is a it's a computer game only, right? Yeah. So um. All right, so our definition of the theme, destruction, it is the action or progress of causing so much damage to something that it no longer exists or cannot be repaired. That's ominous. It is. It's intense. And it's the... <laughs> the others are pretty or even worse. The action or process of killing or being killed. Jesus. A cause of someone's ruin. Gambling was his destruction. I love a cause of someone's ruin. <laughs> That's amazing. That's crazy. But um, what does destruction mean to you? Well, it's one, it's one of those words that you, when I think of the... I, I literally, when I went to sort of give notes about just a couple... Jot a couple of things down. Like, what does this word mean to me? I Like, the first w- word I wrote was destruction. And I'm like, that's stupid. <laughs> that's literally the word. So I, it's kind of funny because I guess you, you have to sort of break it down. And what I got to was that literally destruction is the breaking down of something in a violent possibly messy way or something coherent being ripped into smaller pieces less coherent pieces so i usually definitely associate the term destruction with some sort of violence or you know an explosion or a hammer hitting you in the face or right. something something bad it's usually not good yeah how about you well for me i, I think of a lot of the same things and the, i think i agree with you though when you think of destruction instantly you think of destruction itself but it's kind of hard to break it down but i also think of um and this is kind of off the beaten path but uh, an old old economist named schumpeter has a concept called creative destruction which um, a lot of people have come used to give the reasoning for why walmart moves into places and just destroys everything is because they're technically more creative and more innovative uh, than other people so i think of that too big time because i've read his his theory about creative destruction Huh. It's very interesting stuff, actually, for a guy that was so way back in like the. So maybe the movie Warcraft is just a metaphor for Walmart, or a new, Ooh. stronger thing goes into this other place and. That's that's systematically. true. That's true. <laughs> it could, I mean, that's that's actually, it works. kind of yeah, it, that it works. works. That works, and yeah, but to go back to to Warcraft, yeah, I had no no experience whatsoever with it, and I was very. Very interested, but it definitely fits our, our theme mm-hmm. this week. Um, but on to our high-priority news items for, for this episode. Game of Thrones, the upcoming season, we won't spoil anything. I can't spoil anything. Because you haven't seen it yet. Not a single episode of the season. But it's, and all I'll say is don't Google ever, 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 don't Google Game of Thrones. Oh, well, and the I, I should also say, no, I haven't seen an episode, but yes, I absolutely know everything that happens because I go on the internet. Yeah. And people just openly like the day after and i'm not mad about it i understand that if i was a big fan i would get maybe i would have a little bit more uh i don't know restraint in going on social media until i see the episode but i don't really care that much i like the show but i don't love it Mm -hmm. but yeah all of it's been spoiled for me but i'll still watch it which and and that's the thing is you have to how do i how do i say this especially with i should start it with how popular like TiVoing or recording something. TiVo's like from the 1990s. That totally dated me. But it was like, like the, the original. Yeah, like DVRing something. That's so common. People will DVR it and then watch it the next day at seven o'clock at night or noon or whenever they want to watch it. 
So don't be the don't be the dick that's like, oh my god, Jon Snow blank. Won't give away, can't spoil that. I know what happens. But <laughs> yeah, you know everything. But and that's the thing is don't be that person. Well, I think, yeah, I mean that's part of it, and I and I agree that I personally wouldn't do anything like that, at least for a while. But uh yeah, there's really nothing sacred, and I think that sort of is a testament to I don't know, just how people absorb these things. Cause I think the last time that there was a significant push for spoilers to actually be kept secret was the star wars movie yep i mean that was a big thing for a while and at this point nothing's holy han solo dies that's just how it goes yeah but yeah it's it's weird that something like game of thrones that unless you watch it night of or completely stay off twitter facebook whatever you're gonna get spoiled yeah absolutely that's- and you never like i said i've one time i googled game of thrones for some reason or another and it was one time where i hadn't seen the episode yet i think it was on a sunday i was gonna watch it on a monday i just googled game of thrones to see like what season they were in or to see if the book matched up that's what i was looking up ruin the episode because it was like literally the first news link was like for this season you're talking about this season isn't the book not even out yet yeah, that's what I was looking to see. I was looking to see like, well, when does this when is this book gonna come out? The oh. last one, because somebody was like, "There's still no book." And blah, blah. I read a thing about that, so I just put Game of Thrones, and then literally one sentence ruined it. So you can't can't go on the. I guess you just can't go on the internet. Yeah, I don't go on Facebook anymore. So what do you, how is what do you like again? I know the spoilers, but it's hard. To, I can't say whether it's good or bad because I haven't watched it. Is yeah. it how is the season? It's. I think it's developing really nicely. I think that um, they're getting to a point where either the ending is going to be really, really good and have people really, really excited, or they're going to be massively depressed. And it's no it's middle ground. Be no real. They're not giving themselves. I doubt there's really going to be a cop out to the end of the season. There really can't be with the way they're developing it. But cool. a lot of, a lot of exciting stuff coming up. It's a pretty. Um, it's an improvement from last season. I will say, in really? my opinion, I think so. Because I've heard a lot of, and this is just what I've heard, so take it for what it's worth, but I've heard people say that the last season was the best and this one is the worst, but whatever. Yeah, Again, I haven't seen it, so I don't I really to be care. Older. Yeah, because uh, of the first five seasons, I've again, I've seen all the first five seasons, but none of season six. My favorite season is probably three, which you know ends with the Red Wedding, which is one of the more... <sighs> One of the more memorable moments of the, of the series. I think that was my favorite season so far. Not to say the other ones were bad at all, because I think the show has been pretty consistently good. But yeah, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think uh, he's got a pretty tall order to fill with ending the show and satisfying people. Yeah, I think that's going to be tough. And I don't know. I don't think it's a show that's meant to end well. You know, it's not. It's one of those things. Like a happy ending, or just no, like just a in good general, ending, like a good solid ending. Uh-huh. Okay, it's going to be tough. But who knows? You he talked know. a lot of smack about Lost, saying how it was the worst ending ever, and you know that rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. So he better impress me. He better impress. Me. Because you know he cares so much about what I have to say. About. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. But anyhow, uh, once again, this is the destruction episode, uh, movie of the week, Warcraft up next, and of course in the break you're going to hear music from Hammer Damage by Omen, and also trailer stuff trailer stuff because that's something new we're trying we're trying that out you can hear that in the, the breaks too so with this movie it just might be a lot of grunting and <laughs> battle sounds just and... explosions yeah we'll see how that works <laughs> i didn't think they had explosions like that back then. all right we'll be right back there was guns there's yeah there was that's true there yeah. were explosions we can neurosis explosive destruction just destruction just destruction <laughs> we'll our world has been at peace but something is coming 
I can feel it. Dark forces are upon us. Find these beasts, or whatever they are. Our world is dying. There is nothing to go back to. If our people are to survive, we must make a home here. Whatever happens. Whatever happens. If we do not unite, our world will perish. This doesn't need to happen. There is one who may help us. For orcs, there is no other life but war. Ghetto but with coyotes. the humans, help. Oh, come on. Oh, Hashtag. All right. Welcome back into the Destruction episode of Weekly Neurosis. I'm Nate. I'm Ethan. Take it away, buddy. All right. So our movie this week is Warcraft. Plot of this film. The peaceful realm of... Oh. <clears throat> the, the peaceful realm of Azeroth stands on the brink of war as its civilization faces a fearsome race of invaders, orc warriors fleeing their dying home to colonize another. As a portal opens to connect the two worlds, one army faces destruction and the other faces extinction. From opposing sides, two heroes are on are set on a collision course that will decide the fate of their family, their people, and their home. Uh, this movie stars Travis Fimmel, Paula Patton, Ben Foster, Dominic Cooper, Toby Kebbell, Ben Schnetzer, Robert Kaczynski, and Daniel Wu. This is directed by Duncan Jones, who's David Bowie's son, fun fact. Produced by Thomas Tall, John Jashney, Charles Roven, Alex Gartner, and Stuart Fennigan. Screenplay was written by Charles Levitt and Duncan Jones. Story by Chris Metzen. Music by Raman Jawadi. And cinematography by Simon Dugan. And uh, filming locations, some uh, stuff here. Principal photography began on January 13th, 2014 and lasted four months, followed by 20 months of post-production for computer-generated imagery. The film was primarily shot in Vancouver, among other locations. And some other notes, the film is based on Warcraft, of course, a Blizzard Entertainment video game production Production company. value. All right, so <clears throat> what did you think about this Warcraft film? Well, again, going into this film, I had zero knowledge of Warcraft. Like, I, I think I played it when it was, like, one of the previous games, like, on old school PC. Mm-hmm. And that was that was about it. So I knew that there were, like, orcs, but that was about the only thing I really knew. And I have to say, I really liked this this movie, all things considered. I think it was it, when you just take it at its worth uh, for an, enter- an entertaining film, uh, I assume it's going to be part of a series. Um, I, I thought that it had a lot of upside. It did have some downside, um, that we'll kind of get into, but just overall, I think, I think it was a, a good film. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm in the same boat in terms of, I didn't know m- much about this going in. Yeah. I, again, I, I'm with you where I kind of knew the basics of it and the popularity and all that, but I had no preconceived notion of what this was going to be like. So yeah. I was also, I was pretty into this. It's certainly not a perfect movie, but I'm a big fantasy lover. I love Lord of the Rings. I love The Hobbit. I love a lot of the one-off movies we've seen over the years. And uh, this is up up there with, with a lot of those, I think, because I, I love the, the dense fantasy lore. I love kind of just being put right in the middle of it. 
for the most part, I like the story and the pacing in the movie and the, the special effects are unbelievable. Crazy. Some of the best I, I've ever seen in terms of the characters, the fully CGI characters. And yeah, by the end, I was ready to see more, which is a, a good thing to say about any movie. Yeah. And I mean, I honestly, I'd, I'll probably see this film again. Because oh, I thought yeah. it was, and I'm my big thing is, and keep in mind, we'll maybe cover this a little bit more in depth later. But this this is movies less forty minutes of what it should have supposedly been. Right. So I'm sure the full director's cut will be presumably a little little better. But yeah, I like the special effects, and especially the the wizards. They kind of have these wacky like circle things that chanting. they do. They like chant. Again, we're not, if, you, if you're if you a big gamer and you know Warcraft, we're going to sound like total noobs, and yep. that's just fine. That's fine by me. But even those effects were pretty good, and those were like pretty, those had the definite potential to be really corny because their like eyes light up, and it just could have looked really yeah. strange, but it still looked like legit, and they kind of had like an effect to it. Yeah, I think that's kind of one of the things with the whole movie was how the whole movie had potential to be corny and i think there's maybe a little bit of cheekiness with just sort of the cartoon cartoony look of some of it but this movie for the most part it, it takes itself really seriously which is good i think with a, a fantasy story this dense when you have this many crazy character names and races and different cities and different factions and the horde and wizards and all this crap going on and all the, it's a lot to kind of take in and i think maybe we could talk about this a- after we sum up the movie a bit more but I think maybe one of the reasons why critics in general are really disliking this is because maybe they didn't like that it took itself so seriously. And I think maybe this is definitely a movie you need to see more than once, especially if you're not familiar with it. Because especially if you like, like I liked it and I will absolutely be seeing this again because there's just so much going on that I don't even remember half the characters' names. And that's not a, to me, that's not a negative thing. I want to learn more about it. I want to learn more of the uh, the stuff behind it which is one of the reasons i like something like lord of the rings is because there's so much to learn i felt like this was sort of in that vein of you feel like this is a full a fully realized world with a lot to to consider and that's just sort of the basics outside of the story that's going on so that really attracted me to it and they cover a lot of ground like i was i remember when i left and you know got in my car and drove out i was like they they covered a huge amount of storyline and they, you know, when you look at the scope of this, and I'm, from what I understand, this is only a segment of it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they they really, when you, when it comes down to it, making this film had a really uphill battle. Like yeah, when yeah. it comes to, I mean, I think I read there's like between five and twelve million subscribers or something like that to Warcraft, considering the you know film watching population of the U.S. It's a tiny segment, and I think most people had absolutely no clue what this was going in. So I was with you, yeah. I learned a, a lot. Um, about mm-hmm. well, I shouldn't say a lot at this point, but just a lot about the the storyline. I thought they laid it out well. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and and the basic and that's another thing. I was saying how yeah, exactly. It's so dense and there's just so much stuff going on. But I was never lost. I was I always knew who the good and bad guys were, even though there's definitely a, sort of a gray area with who should we be rooting for in this movie, which I thought was done pretty well. And for the most part, I think the story was satisfying. Even though one of my negatives with the movie is that in general, the characters are pretty one note, I think, especially yeah. the human characters. But that isn't the worst thing ever. Like the King character played by Dominic Cooper, who's also in some of the Marvel movies. Uh, I thought he was sort of one note, but the way 
the way what happens with his character and how it plays out into the story i think it was almost important to have him being sort of one note because a lot of characters in this movie are sort of setting the the this the setting the board if you will for something a little bit more complex and the main human character i don't remember the the guy who who's in the show vikings yeah he i kind of thought was one note until until the very end i was like okay this guy is cool there's a lot with him i want to learn more about him and his family and, and everything so while i do think one of the negatives is the characters um, because it's weird that even the orcs i think are better characters yeah i thought they were much better and also to the human half human half orc character i can't remember played by paula Patton. yeah i don't remember her i wasn't wild really that wild about her i think and she i guess she's sort of like the the main human character in that i was with you for like three quarters of the movie where i was like "Eh, i'm not crazy about the character but i still am in general rooting for but the way they leave her and something she does towards the end of the movie and where she's left up i was like huge part i was like whoa that's pretty hardcore i'm ready to see what where is this gonna go yeah and I, I really think this was, again, I talk a lot about, you know, vehicle movies. I think this is a vehicle movie to Warcraft 2. Yeah. If you didn't make Warcraft 2, this film virtually makes no sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, well, yeah. I mean. For them, yeah, I, I definitely think it, I think there was enough of a beginning and middle and end where I was, I was satisfied. But uh, it definitely is, is leading to, I mean, there's a lot, I mean, you're really only seeing the, the opening paragraph of this whole story with this movie. And I don't necessarily mean that in the worst way, but yeah, I guess another thing I was kind of a lesser nitpick I have with this movie was that this, again, as much as I liked the story in the world, I do think it sort of had a bit of a lull in the first act. Mm-hmm. It starts off really interesting, introducing the world and all this stuff, and my mind, with my my brain was just swimming with trying to take in all the effects and the characters and these different worlds and this portal and this really crazy magic called the Fell. I was like, what the heck? Then it sort of lulls a little bit. It really focuses on the human characters for a good 15, 20 minutes, and while that part was important, I feel like eh, it maybe went on so long, and I feel that maybe there was more scenes that were in here that fleshed things out in a more exciting way. But I also had heard that there was a huge chunk of this movie cut out. Yeah. So I can't help but think that maybe scenes like that were more fleshed out at one point, but the studio was like, well, we can't have a three hour movie because we can't play it as much. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that in a way kind of set this movie back a little bit because you need it. They needed in the first act. Another issue that I had was that it didn't, I agree with you in that it was so visually, there's just so much to take in but I, I, for the first 15 minutes, I had no clue what was going on. Like, I knew roughly was what was going on, but I was still like... Because they explain it. Well, they had, like, the city names at the bottom and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I was like, Azra, like, what what the hell is that? Like, I didn't even know what it was. But they eventually, they, they kind of picked themselves up and, and kind of mopped that up. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, and I still, I still battle because... Um, after we saw this movie, I went out and read the. I went to Metacritic and read the reviews, and it's just left and right. I think there's like one critic that had a positive, yeah. like noted positive. This has like a twenty percent on Rotten <clears throat> Rotten Tomatoes or something. It's yeah. really getting slammed, and yeah, I, I'm not sure I agree. I think I understand though. I think maybe part of it is the bias of video game movies in general aren't well received, and a lot of. I think if this wasn't attached to a video game people would be like wow that's a really creative interesting piece of fantasy yeah and i think too that a lot of people will struggle with that they're just not familiar with 
Warcraft and right. what it is. And they don't really, I mean, they explain it through the, the story, but it's not like the first 10 minutes you know what's going on. Right. You're uh, Yeah, it's like Star Wars. You're, you're in the, the first original 1977 Star Wars. You're put right in the middle of this, and there's very, I guess this is maybe a little bit more explicit, but you're, you're kind of given a, an opening monologue on what's going on here and then it's like who is this who is that that's not like each character has some big introduction yeah so i and i think maybe the thing i struggled with the most is trying to remember the character names and again i don't mean it in the most negative way because i was so fascinated with the story and the world building and everything that it it was hard to pay attention to all that which is why i want to see it again and i certainly want to learn more i'm hoping there's a sequel i wouldn't mind maybe reading some spin-off novels I'm not going to play the game just because I don't really play video games at all. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping there's other ways to, to enjoy it. But yeah, it was, a, it was a big gulp. A lot of stuff jammed into two hours here. Yeah. But overall, I, I really I really liked it. I think, you know, yeah, I'd be, I'm interested to see where they take this, to be honest with you. Because it didn't do very good in the States. Overseas, it's doing phenomenally. Yeah, we can talk about that when we get to box office. Yes, it's indeed. Interesting. But what would you rate this? One to ten. Uh, I'm giving it a 7.5 out of 10. I was in love instantly with the visuals, which are, again, I I don't think we talked enough about how just unbelievable the special effects are. They're just so detailed, so photorealistic. This is one of the first times where I've seen CGI characters standing next to a human character where I honestly was like, this looks real. Mm -hmm. It's really amazing. And then, again, the the story and the, the world is just amazing. But, yeah, it's got some pacing issues, and a lot of the characters are sort of, um, one note so i give it a solid 7.5 and i'm pumped to see it again i think this is definitely one I'll, I'll put in the collection someday nice what would you give it uh 7.2 and i again liked it i thought overall i'd give it a positive review i just thought again pacing was an issue and just the beginning i thought they could have done that differently to maybe set you up a little bit better to understand the film but mm-hmm. yeah wait i there's just so many characters that was, so, was so hard to keep track of but they did yeah, decent ge- enough. To, it's not like you're like, okay, who's this guy at the end? Yeah, again, yeah, because in general, I knew what was going on. I knew who was good, who was bad. Even when it sort of gets, it, it's great. I think if you pay close enough attention, you will have no problem with this. Um, but if if it, I think it's just going to go over a lot of people's heads because they don't. I don't want to say they don't want to. I don't necessarily think this is the movie you have to think about that much because it's certainly action packed. There's lots of really surprisingly brutal action in this movie. But I, I found it pretty easy to follow, and I got the gist of the world. But I want to revisit it and learn more about it, pay closer attention to things, and pick more stuff out. Yeah. And hopefully there'll be, like, a director's cut. I would love to see... I, I think they almost would have to. I would love to see that other 40 minutes. I can only imagine that it would only flush these characters out, and we would get more time learning who they are, what their names are, where they come from, that kind of thing. Yeah. I thought they could have benefited, and this sounds kind of odd, because uh, you mentioned Star Wars. If they would have started kind of how Star Wars started, you know how there's like the rolling script, but not doing that, but just something to like. That's kind of how this was though, because you had that monologue. Yeah, it was a monologue. Which is ultimately what the scroll is. Yeah. Well, I think the difference between something like this and Star Wars and even Lord of the Rings is that in Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, you start, I guess in Lord of the Rings, you you get the monologue intro, but for the most part, the first 40 minutes of that movie, you're following like literally the smallest creatures in this world and as the movie goes it gets bigger and bigger and you're introduced to more and more and more and by the time you get to the second movie you're introduced to more and more and and, but in this there's really no one character you're following you really get introduced to two 
very different groups of people and you go from there and how they mix and then there's wizards and magic and all this crap and it's all happening at once yeah good movie i thought it was good i'd I'd encourage people to watch it even if you don't you might say oh i'm not a video game person it's still a good solid fun two-hour film yeah i i I was this is probably the biggest surprise of the year so far because i was really not sure what to expect and after seeing the reviews before excuse me before i went into the theater i was like man is this really that bad Mm -hmm. and and this is scoring a little bit worse than batman versus superman and i think while i personally didn't care for that very much i think this is another movie that there's maybe a little bit of a disconnect between general audiences who are not necessarily more forgiving but more patient or understanding towards certain attributes in movies where batman versus superman was similar where it it was it's an easy movie to nitpick i think and criticize but at the same time it's sort of an amazing thing to watch yeah and this is a lot of the same only i do think that this was a smarter movie with a much more interesting lore and world building type stuff they didn't and they didn't really have to rely on like being gimmicky too much either which was solid Mm -hmm. i thought so did you see this in 3d no, okay. I saw it at the, it's the super screen Okay. with at, Atmos, isn't that it? Atmos sound. Yep, I didn't see it in 3D either, but I've heard it's some of the best 3D in, in, in a while, which I, I, I could imagine. Yeah, because I mean the CGI was, and to kind of second what you said, was phenomenal. It's, it's, un, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's, the Jungle Book was incredible. This is more action. This is more packed. of an overload with CGI than yeah. the Jungle Book. I think maybe that was better, but it was also more subtle, which is weird seeing as how... It's all CGI. Yeah, so I, I guess I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, no, and even the worlds, I presumed, were mostly yeah. computer model. Because I remember the first time, one of the first times it focuses on the main orc character, and it's just sort of a close-up of his face, I was like, what? Are you kidding me right now? It looked so good. I could barely mm-hmm. even, I could barely comprehend it. I was like, this is the best cgi character i've ever seen and yeah it's maybe it's maybe not totally consistent because there's so much of it there are definitely a couple of scenes where there, there's some definitely definite green screen going on and stuff like that but for the most part unbelievable yeah yeah and even the the special effects because there's a lot of like neon green neon blue coloring and the spells those even looked legit yeah it's a very bright movie too yeah oh yeah which is surprising because you wouldn't think that yeah a lot of it i mean the main battle at the end of the movie is in the day it's in the middle of the day Mm -hmm. which is unusual for some movies like this yeah normally gotta have it at night like lord of the rings helms deep helms deep baby still a better battle still the best i think that i don't think i don't think anything will ever come close oh some guy's listening right now and he's like challenge accepted challenge accepted what what could possibly trump that though what what's in the ballpark donald trump Donald. See what I did there? Because uh-huh. you said Trump. Mm-hmm. No, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't think I, to me, that's when I think like if someone's like, what's the best battle scene ever? It'd be Helm's like Deep. Helm's Deep. I even think that's better than the Battle of Pelendar Fields at the end of the third Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah. Just because it's more, it's more visceral and it's not jumping around as much. Helm's yeah. Deep is just the best. The best a man can get. <laughs> All right. So on to our um, high-priority news items. Suicide Squad, which is about the 100th superhero movie that's going to come out in 2016. It's obviously an exaggeration. Um, it received a shocking PG-13 rating, uh, which left many fans upset because a lot of people were hoping it would get an R rating. Mm-hmm. And I say it's just a rating. Yeah. It doesn't mean the movie's bad. I think the whole thing, we talked about this before with Deadpool being R-rated and being so unbelievably successful. And, and 
we, we definitely see a trend possibly happening. And I think another thing here is the Batman vs. Superman Dawn, Dawn of Justice is getting an R-rated cut, which is like 30 minutes longer than the theatrical cut. Um, I think maybe with that, people were expecting Suicide Squad. And I, I, I won't say I was expecting it, but I, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was R-rated. But I'm also not surprised that it's PG-13. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure uh, if it's that big of a deal, but I think it does speak to people's expectations and how something like Deadpool has kind of thrown a gear, like a wrench in the gears or something. Changed the game. Yeah. Yeah. And I was honestly, I was, I was a little teeny bit surprised it did get a PG-13 because just from the trailers, Mm -hmm. you get the sense that it it almost needs to be the way they've marketed. It needs to be just a little bit graphic. Right. I want to see that crocodile dude bite somebody's head off. Yeah. And we and won't, we won't, we won't see, see that. We won't see Harley Quinn. Well, we'll see her fully clothed. <laughs> let's put it that way. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But she's, and it's it's a good cast. I mean, this this film is not going to be as heavily critiqued as Star, but it's been marketed forever. Well, and right. People are going to just pick this apart. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped for it. And again, I'll say I wasn't crazy about Batman versus Superman, but that did not deter my excitement for Suicide Squad. Mm-mm, not at all. It looks great. I think it, I think it'll, it has the potential to be a very unique type of superhero film. I, we've never seen a superhero movie with this angle before. Yeah. Where it's the, the villains. Yeah. Not quite in this way, at least. In a positive light, comedic. I know that the, I did watch a while back. I watched, we said, you know, we were going to watch the trailer, the more comedic version of suicide squad mm-hmm. and yeah i think it lightens it up a little bit kind of makes you feel like it's a little tongue-in-cheek yeah but um but yeah and that's the I'm trying to think here 10 is that almost close to 10 superhero movies this year well we had deadpool batman versus superman x-men uh captain america I thought I think we're missing something. There's so many. There's so many, and we'll get to that. That what's next? Comic book: Deadpool, Batman versus Superman, Captain America: Civil War, X Men: Apocalypse, Suicide Squad, YouTube, and Google is failing me. Google is failing. It's a lot of comic. It's a lot. Yeah, and um, so I know our next thing though, Wolverine three is pretty much at this point 100 percent on schedule. Mm -hmm. It's going to be coming out in 2017, and at current. The 2017 superhero schedule is now crammed with nine total movies. Doctor Strange is coming it's out coming later out. this year. Yes, but yeah, yeah, next year will be no exception. With and the I feel like movies. this year, so that's what, seven, six, seven? Seven, eight, nine, 12, 15. 30, no, but it's that's <laughs> like six or seven, and even that this feels like... That's a lot. Holy God, and I guess Assassin's Creed. That's not That's a video not game. a video game. It's not, it wasn't ever coming. But then to think nine superhero movies... Well, another thing with Wolverine 3 is that that's another one that they've confirmed to be R-rated. Yeah. Um, and that sort of, I, I think a lot of fans have been clamoring for an R-rated Wolverine movie just because, I mean, get those like, claws out and slit yeah, somebody's face off. The dude has claws and cuts people and it's not like... And it's in the X-Men world, so it sort of fits in with Deadpool a little bit. Because Deadpool, I think, technically is in the X-Men universe. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'll be good. Get a little... Well, I can't... That'd be a spoiler. I've heard. Yeah. So, yeah, nine total movies. And then... Um, comic book movies. Comic book movies. Meh. And then the R-rated, you just mentioned it, R-rated Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, Ultimate Cut. Crazy. I'm excited. 30 minutes longer, apparently. It's 
potentially already leaked on the internet, which is kind of not good for the company because they were hoping, I believe, to re-release this in theaters and get some more money because it, it was by no means a failure at the box office, but I'd, it didn't even break a billion worldwide, yeah, which was a bit of an underperformance, but still wildly successful. And I think they were hoping to push it over the edge, but I also think that it's going to fare well on home video. Oh, yeah. And I actually will probably end up buying it. <laughs> Well, it's, a, well, it's out on July. Because it's going to be just such a spectacular Blu-ray, especially if it's in 3D. I mean, I'm going to absolutely get my hands on it, even though I wasn't crazy about it. 4K, too. Well, I don't have that. I'm not cool like I can, you. I, can get a, I need to get a 4K Blu-ray yeah, player what first. A, what a nerd. What a loser. What a loser. <laughs> my 4K Blu-ray player. <laughs> <laughs> but that'll be, honestly, I'm, I'm pretty excited for that, too. If you get it, I'll probably just go show up at your house and be like, hey, can we watch this? 20 movie? bucks. Twenty dollars. You can like, watch That's it with more me. than the theaters charge. Yeah, well, go to the theater then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that'll be cool. So on, sure. Oh, I almost choked there. You on okay? to by the numbers, our weekly segment where we go over the top five grossing movies in these United States of America, America, and the occasional flops that do occur in modern cinema. Ugh. Ugh. Start it out. All right, number five this week was at number two last week and is X-Men Apocalypse. It made $9.9 million, <laughs> million this weekend. So a domestic gross of $136 million on its $178 million budget. So maybe not huge numbers, but worldwide this has made more than the money it needs uh, to break even and then some. Yeah. And you saw it. And I saw it. You liked it. I liked it. I thought it was it was entertaining. Michael Fassbender, Fassy. Fassbender. He's going to be in Assassin's Creed. He is. I'm actually really excited for that film. Minus the Kanye West music. Yeah. And uh, number four this week was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. And it was number one last week. It grossed a total of $14.3 million, bringing its total gross to $60.6 million and a $135 million budget. I don't know about international. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't think it's going to do too hot. No, not doing so hot, and I think we we might see this being pushed out pretty quick. Mm-hmm. But, hey, turtles. Turtles, man. Turtles, bro. All right, number three is the new release, Now You See Me 2, which made $22.3 million on its opening weekend. Woo. And that is also its total domestic gross as well. Uh, I don't have a budget listed here, but I would imagine with that, it probably wouldn't be too big. But uh, I don't know how that compares to the first film. Because, yeah, it seemed a little bit more delicate. Let's see here. In terms of its uh, budget, are you looking up? Yep. Now You See Me Too has a budget of $90 million. Okay, so that's not terrible. And I and I, th- I feel like this one might stick around, too, just because it was up against a couple other movies we'll talk about here that maybe had more of a push. But I'm looking at the first movie too. The first movie had a budget of 75 million and made a total, a worldwide total of 351 million. Damn. Uh, so I don't know how this did. Let's see. 48.6 global so Let's far. Let's see. Okay, last week, I'm sorry. Uh, now you see me. The first one on its opening weekend made 29 million. Its opening weekend. So this is a uh, seven million down from that. But I think it'll make its money back. Yeah. At, at least worldwide for sure. Yeah. And uh, number two this week was our movie of the week this week, and its very first week, Warcraft from Universal Studios, grossing a total of $24.1 million in its very first week, 
on a budget of 160, but this is killing it in China right yeah, now. Yeah, I think there's this is there's a lot of talk about how Warcraft is performing because absolutely it is a tanking in the in the U.S., but it is setting records everywhere else in the world. In fact, if you Google Warcraft, almost all of the 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 uh, the, uh, the news titles are something along the lines of how much insane money this is making in in China, um, and how actually. Uh, People think that this movie's success overseas will probably win it a sequel as long as it keeps keeps uh, making money in the next couple of weeks. But a lot of people are saying that this is maybe showing a new trend in the movie industry. That does a movie need to be sold to American audiences to be a success? I don't think it does. No, not at all. Especially, I mean, when you look at, I don't know the stats on theater attendance in China, but... The populations there are huge. And this is their thing. This is making more money than Star Wars did because we had talked about how Star Wars isn't very popular in China. Yeah. And this and Warcraft has, World of Warcraft, some of its biggest player base is in China. So absolutely, they're, they're flocking out to see this. So I think we will see a sequel to Warcraft. I think the way it's marketed will be significantly different because clearly there's not much of an audience for it here. Yeah, totally. And I, I yeah, I don't think they'll be nearly like one-tenth the marketing push that they had with like no. sponsorships and all this other stuff. Right. It's kind of a bummer, though, because I really like the movie, and I really think a lot of people who had never heard of it would have fun with it, some open-minded people who want to see something more than just sort of a dumb action movie, because while there's certainly action, I think Warcraft was pretty interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. So number one. Number one on its first week... Uh, of release is the conjuring 2 which made 40 million so its total is about 40 million on a budget of 40 million yeah so the sequel to the very popular very well received horror movie that came out a couple years ago is doing gangbusters yeah and this was kind of a surprise to a lot of people at least the numbers i know from what i read and you know i've i've heard nothing but good things about it i plan on possibly seeing it maybe this weekend Yes, I very badly want to see it. I love James Wan. I love the director. I love the first movie. Um, what I think is kind of interesting about this is the budget on this is $40 million. That's really high for a horror movie. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with the actors. Because I, I haven't seen this one, but of course, Patrick Wilson and uh, Vera Farmiga, is that her name? Yeah. Uh, they're both back in the in the lead roles. And one thing I loved about the first one was how it wasn't just a couple of good performances. James Wan really really went out of his way to make sure all of the performances children adults everybody was good and i've heard very similar things about this because mm-hmm. i've heard it's great yeah i'm very pumped to see it because i'm i'm a big horror guy and i'm glad to see a movie get good review a horror movie get good reviews, good reviews. and be su- this successful be yeah. a number one movie at the box office that's unusual for horror yeah oh totally i don't well i'm trying to think if there's ever a number another number one that we've had on this show i don't think so i don't think number it's one be the first yeah but yeah the conjuring 2 check it out they had a good a good marketing campaign like it was it it's was rated pretty r too i believe yeah. so let's see can you if it was pg-13 i bet it would have made even more oh yeah but that just shows how james wan is it one of the reasons i like him so much is because he doesn't feel the need to sort of skimp on that he wants to make the movie he wants to make first and foremost if that's an r-rated movie so be it yeah great no that and i'll have to i'll probably see it this weekend or they bail them out so fantastic so that's been by the numbers and it's been movie of the week and coming up next what we're going to do is review our album of the week omen hammer damage Mm -hmm. great title to an album love it and you'll be hearing music 
from that album in this break. I'm Nate. I'm Ethan. What's up, everybody? Now it's time for our weekly segment album of the week. Hashtag <laughs> Omen. <laughs> and that's the good, good hashtag because that's the artist. Omen with their new album. Oh, yeah. Hammer Damage. Ugh. And the background is Omen is an American power metal band that is based in Los Angeles, California. They have been together as a group recording since... 1983, before I, were, I was even born. I thought you were passing it off to me. Pass, I'll pass something else off to you. Whoa. They are most well-known for being somewhat of a, of a rock band in the wave of the 1980s glam metal, where they never faltered in their tough, gritty, heavy power metal sound. They have gone through many lineup changes, and on this particular album, they are on their third lead singer, which is pretty impressive that they've held it together. Um, this particular album has been delayed for at least eight years. When planning, uh, when planning the of the recording and release began, Hammer Damage was released on an, an astonishing thirteen years after the band's last album. Good lord! And this is the band's seventh studio album as a whole. It is believed that this album is an homage to the original lead singer J.D. Kimball, who passed away from cancer in two thousand three. R.I.P. J.D. What did you think of this? All right. Well, like I said before, <clears throat> this was a total random pick. I went on Apple Music and I was looking. I was thinking Warcraft. I'm thinking Battle of Destruction. Awesome. And I found this album, Hammer Damage. Thought it was perfect. Downloaded it and listened to it like 15 times because it's pretty good. I really think it's a you know, pretty par for the course and power metal. I think it's got just an old... You can tell... You know, after reading about the band because i had just for some reason assumed they were a new band because i never heard of them after reading about them and having listened to the album a couple times it made a lot more sense because this is a totally authentic sort of 1980s sound i mean it sounds like something from the 1980s which is maybe even a detriment to the album because it sounds so old school but man they really stick to their guns on this it is exactly what you were saying about the band it's power metal it's big guitar hooks fast solos you know lead singer that's singing about dying in battle and glory and armor and eulogies and all this crushing hearts yeah all this epic stuff and it's just it sounds triumphant and epic and it's totally it's totally fun to listen to if you're into this yeah i i basically second all that i was i'll be honest when i listened to this album i was like oh it's a like newer band it's kind of weird the sound they have is really weird 
And then I looked him up and I was like, oh my God, these people, these guys are in their probably 40s and 50s, which yeah. is incredible that they're still rocking out at this rate. But I agree. This is, I, I wouldn't even call, I mean, it's power metal by definition, but this is like epic metal. There's parts of this album where if I had about, you know, three or four beers in me, I'd be just jamming out because sure. it gets you to that point. And they kind of build you up. I was, I was a little disappointed at the beginning of the album, but at the end, I was kind of like, wow, this totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it totally clicked together. But yeah, the guitar solos or riffs, whatever you want to call them, are just awesome. Yeah, I think that's really sort of what carries the entire album is mm-hmm. the guitar work. Because the vocals don't. Well, yeah, I, and I think that I think I, and actually a lot of what I've read of even other reviews and stuff have sort of criticized the vocals and it didn't really bother me because I've listened to a lot of power metal that have similar vocals and he has that more 1980s style operatic vocals, but it's it's sort of less high pitched and more gritty and growly and maybe a bit monotone. But I mean, yeah, I think the first couple times I listened to it, I was like the vocals definitely aren't the strongest, but I think the kind of the sort of rough sound of the vocals fits the lyrics and sort of what they're doing as a whole so it didn't really bother me that much but i suppose the vocals aren't really that spectacular but yeah the guitar work carries the album and that's not to put down the bass guitarist or the drummer because they're they're fantastic technically as well but these songs are very centered around the guitar work yeah oh totally and yeah, just kind of keep going on the the vocals there are a few points where i was like honestly is this guy being serious because he has like a falsetto i think that's called where you like go up and down and it just sounds like he well, come on, man! You gotta listen to more <laughs> power metal and listen to anything. Ronnie, no, no, Ronnie James Dio is sort of that's like, true. He's sort of like he. I don't want to compare the lead singer for Omen here to, to Ronnie James Dio because Dio has that falsetto, powerful operatic metal voice that kind of went along with this epic, guitar-driven power metal sound. But this guy has definitely a lower raspy. Re- it's raspier. It's a lower register. It's not nearly as powerful. But I think it's sort of par for the course with power metal, which is maybe my biggest sort of down on this album is that i think it's cool i think it, the album is short which is good because there's really no filler on here which is good because sometimes metal bands can get carried away with really long albums and filler songs and all these weird segues and lots of sounds of lightning storms and thunderstorms and stuff. devil noises and yeah stuff like that and they really don't have any of that between songs it's very straightforward power metal but it's almost to the point where it's like if you're into if you're really into metal first of all you probably know who omen is already so we're not teaching you anything but it's sort of uh, just another power metal album you know what i mean i don't think there's any particular song in here that's so amazingly good like you need to rush out and show your friends yeah i think what if you had to pick out a song what was your favorite song um my favorite song i think it's a tie between the opening track hammer damage which i think I, I was kind of with you the first couple times I heard this I was like meh wasn't really crazy about it the more I listened to it I think the first song really sets the tone awesome melody guitar work it's sort of centered on this amazing guitar solo that's actually near the end of the track but my favorite song on here other than that is Knights of the Temple yeah yeah and I've, it's been stuck in my head like all day on my way here i was driving i was actually driving we had a uh, you know a, a horrid rainstorm a horrid rainstorm and i was driving here and this, i had the song playing but the, the the rain was so loud i couldn't hear anything but the song was just stuck in my head because it felt epic like i was charging through this epic thing into battle or something just the melody in that song i love the lyrics and i think after i read that this album is an homage to their their singer who had passed away from cancer it sort of makes sense because a lot of the songs here are about like warriors dying in battle and riding off into the dawn and stuff like this. So it's obviously very fanciful and 
embellished, but uh, it, it fits the image that bands like this are aiming for. Yeah. And for me too, Knights of the Knights of the Temple, and then the the one after that, Hellas. Yeah, that was a good one too. That was a strong that little two track, mm-hmm. one after the other, because that goes five and six. But yeah, good, good, solid, you know, yeah. grassroots almost. Power metal. It's it's sort of a it's sort of a a a band in the middle of all these bands who are doing new stuff, progressive stuff, or really boring stuff that they're just sticking to their guns. They feel no need to stray too far away because they're so good at what they do. Yeah. I will say, though, the two songs I wasn't crazy about is uh, I wasn't crazy about Eulogy, which, while I think it's the most meaningful lyrically in terms of that homage to their dead singer, uh, I do think it's sort of just a dull ballad. And then the song Caligula didn't really do much for me, although I heard it one more time again on the drive here and it stuck out a little bit more. But uh, And then I love the last track, track AFU, which I'm not sure what that stands for. I, I don't either. I was but wondering. It's an instrumental and it's it's that metal trope of us there's a thunderstorm and rain sounds and then it's just insane guitar work and drumming and bass and they're playing off each other and it's a it's kind of an awesome end to the album yeah so i I mean i really liked everything and again it's so short there's really nothing here that's a throwaway track yeah because you you blow right through it Mm -hmm. in the album i think these guys would be awesome live oh it would be a fun thing i would love to see them in like a small like there's a there's a place in Milwaukee called the Rave that they have one of the smaller rooms. Like I would love to see them in like the smallest venue in a place like that, just because it would be so much fun. And I would imagine everybody there would love the band and know all the songs, and they would sing along with the melodies, and they would know they would people would be playing air guitar and mosh pitting and just having the best time. Yeah, mosh pit. Yeah. What would you rate this though? One to ten. Oh, solid seven out of ten for me. Okay. Because it doesn't, again, it doesn't blow me away with anything here. Although technically these dudes are amazing, and unfortunately the production, while it definitely harkens back to that 1980s sound, it sounds a little flat. It maybe mutes out the drums more. It doesn't do them justice. Uh, same with the bass, but it's still a fun, fun album. Short, definitely going to stay in my rotation. Nice. What would you give it? I'd say 7.5. Nice. Because it didn't... I agree, I agree with you. It didn't really jump out. It wasn't, like, above and beyond. Like, I know when we... I think it was... Was it Behemoth, the Satanist? Yes. Like, that jumped out at me. That's much more in your face. But that's Yeah, that's much more in your face. But it's... It didn't do enough to get it, give the high marks. But, again, this is an album. I'd encourage anyone who enjoys metal to listen to it. I'd say even if you enjoy rock, give it a shot. Oh, yeah. And if you're intoxicated, definitely listen to it. Oh, man, you're going to be like, pumping your fists in the air and yeah. throwing empty Budweiser's at people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, but yeah, good, 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 solid album. So on to our high-priority news items. Some guy named Kanye West, now we've, we've talked about him a lot on this show, announced today he's going to have a massive tour in support of his album, The Life of Pablo. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, he added another track, which I didn't know you could do that, but apparently you're Kanye West, so you can. Well, that's a big thing, how he's adding tracks and altering edits, and there's all this stuff. Uh, didn't we talk about this? How people, some people, I think some very young, naive people who haven't been exposed to a lot of music are saying, oh, he's changing what an album is, how it's a living, breathing thing. And I'm like, N- no, he just couldn't finish the album. <laughs> on time and now instead of releasing an ep or something else he's stuck on this one project with the excuse of oh well it's just a living breathing thing 
whatever and i don't i don't i really don't hate the album and i don't hate kanye west but i'm just like it's every day i I feel like i see news about him when he's always he always seems to be doing something that is newsworthy which it's like you're it's just so intentional it's clearly clearly just intentional to keep him in the headlines keep him in the in the light just release a, a single you don't need to re-edit your whole album because you're only... And that's another thing. He's adding it to his album, but you can only hear it if it's on title in its entirety because it won't... This new version of the album won't be on Apple Music or anything for like three months yet. So what's going to happen is those people who had their three free months are going to keep subscribed so they can hear the new version of it. To me, it just seems cheap. It seems yeah like like he's, uh, he's underselling people just to keep people subscribed to title. And it's... I haven't even heard the song. I don't know if it's if it's any good, and I'm not sure one really amazing song even would make that album much better because I do think it's pretty middle of the road uh, as an album. But hey, more power to him. People love this dude, and we can't take that away from him. No, but yeah, I agree, I agree with you. I think it's and to me to comment on the life or an album being like a living, breathing, it really isn't, and it shouldn't be. I think you should put it out and. Because it is what it is. To me, know? with with music and movies, even when you put it out, it's not. It's really no longer yours. To an extent, it is because you created it. But there's. I mean, people have been doing remixes. People have been doing mixtapes. Bands have been doing remixes of their albums since the beginning of albums. So mm-hmm. I don't see why it's such a big deal when this dude does a new mix of one song or adds another song. Have you never seen a deluxe remaster of an album? Yeah. I just don't see what the big deal is. Usually there's the original, then there's the deluxe, then there's the deluxe remix, and the remix, and yeah. But here, you know <laughs> what? But here releases. we are talking about them. So yeah, ah, yeah, and a massive tour. Yeah, I'd, well, I'm, I we would, knew that was around the corner. Yeah, and if I would not, I suppose the tickets would be obscenely expensive. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would we'll want to see. see him live. Yeah, I feel like there would be a lot of irritating fans and him saying a lot of irritating things. <laughs> I'd rather see Omen in a basement. Let's a put basement, it that way. Yeah, a lot more entertaining, that's for sure. But, um, but yeah, that's our high priority news items. So, uh, what are you obsessed? <laughs> well, that's what you're obsessed with. Though, what are you obsessed with? No, nah. I'm obsessed with. You know, I got got the gears grinding. Um, right, I'm. I've been really. My brain has been on Lord of the Rings. Because uh, this weekend, some buddies are coming over, and we're gonna put lord of the rings on and watch them and grill and hang out for the day and uh, usually when we do this once or twice a year and uh we're doing it this weekend so nice. i like to i get pumped up a couple days before i'm listening to the music maybe listening to some commentaries because if you're as much of a loser as me you know the movies so well that you can listen to a commentary and not have to watch the movie at the same time because <laughs> you learn all kinds of interesting facts really no matter what when you listen to something like that and okay. uh it's just been on my mind and i'm really thinking of after i'm done rereading the uh, dark tower books i'm gonna reread the lord of the rings books did you finish so you then you finished harry potter yeah okay mm-hmm. okay harry, but those go pretty fast because they're long books but it's easy reading you know what i mean there's not a lot of words per page so if you dedicate an hour or two every couple of days you can really blow through the harry potter books fast hmm. and i'm in the process of dark tower so it might be a bit but I think Lord of the Rings is next on my Are those mind. long, Dark Tower, are those long books? No, no. Some of them are longer. The first book is really short. There's there's technically eight books now. And actually one of the reasons I'm rereading it was because he wrote the eighth book after the last book, which was the seventh book, because the eighth book fits in between some of the earlier ones. And it's more or less sort of a side story that's not essential, obviously. Hmm. 
but the first book is short like the sixth book is pretty short i think they range from like 250 to the, the very the last original book the book seven that's probably the longest i think that was between seven eight hundred pages wow so those are a bit i might check that out i've been maybe thinking about so actually reading because i don't read a lot of books it's good for the brain i read periodicals huh. which is a pathetic excuse it sounds like you should have like a cigar and like a glass of scotch and you're sitting on a bear rug and you're like, hmm. Yes, true. Mm, the stock market. <laughs> uh, crazy times. Mm-hmm. What are you obsessed with? Well, I think the and it's hard to explain, but the thing I've been obsessed with is actually, and this is going to sound odd, a smell. And it's the smell of like when you get to an outdoor music festival, that combination of like, cigarette smoke and just people and that smell i've just been obsessed with that because i remember like the first time i ever went to Summerfest in milwaukee i was like this has a different feel to it and i just i want to get to an outdoor music festival i've been kind of obsessing i'm probably going to get down to Summerfest to see someone i don't know who but yeah i've just been obsessed with that lately it's like it's pretty weird yeah i've just (laughs) learned like that like being there the aura of sure it. sure no yeah i like that too and i know some people aren't into the crowds but i love going to a music festival or in just a couple of weeks uh me and my wife are going to dead and company in alpine valley which is a lot of people so i'll look out for that smell the over. smell i'm sure it'll smell like something there yeah but maybe cigarettes and something else oh. that you smoke i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> No, but that's been that's been kind of what I've been obsessed about is just figuring smells. out smells and all that jazz. But yeah, so this has been the destruction episode. It's been it's been an episode. We we're still standing. We haven't destroyed each other. No, we, we made it. We made it through destruction. Once again, we agreed on everything. Yeah, we're gonna get to well, like I'm an album or a movie that one of us is gonna hate and the other one's gonna love. Because well, we have we have mixed opinions on a few movies out there like uh the well not the movie the danish girl but eddie redmayne in the danish girl true and how wrong you are about how good he is in that movie i don't think i'm wrong at all i think he's a <laughs> i think I shut think your mouth pathetic excuse for no i'm just kidding Jesus. no i'm just kidding but yeah, we have difference in a difference in opinion on a few things but yeah destruction mm-hmm. we're taking a week off next week yes so i'm gonna be out of town <sighs> traveling maybe i'll do a solo episode those are tough to do, man. People people think it's this easy. This week on Weekly week. Neurosis. Yeah, you'd have to talk like that the whole time. Yeah. Right into the microphone. Ooh. But, um, yeah, once again, you can interact with us on any medium of social media. Facebook. Instagram. Twitter. LinkedIn. Instagram. Tum- <laughs> Tumblr. <laughs> Tumblr. No, we're only on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Snapchat. We could get Snapchat. No, I'm not doing that. I don't know what that is, even. We could get Tinder. Tinder? <laughs> That'd let's get really, a myspace you just swipe to the right it's just a podcast <laughs> it's a picture of us giving thumbs up oh my so, god i had to uh tell april what tinder was a couple weeks ago because she had never i think were you there who are we with somebody had mentioned tinder and she was she like she didn't know what it was she was like what's tinder and i was like oh man <laughs> oh geez you don't want to know april it's the worst it's the why people our age are the worst yeah that'd be funny Sorry, to the right. It's just our show logo. What? What? 
podcast a podcast looking for fans it's like a radio show but it's on the internet <laughs> how do you describe a podcast to somebody who doesn't know what a podcast it's is? like a radio talk show on the internet yeah but you can listen to it whenever you want yeah. that's where you lose people and it's on demand people usually understand See, on demand. Mm, not old people not like real old people like 90 year olds <laughs> <laughs> why would a 90 year old no idea i'm the biggest podcast fan in the world you're like their weekly neurosis Maybe. If you're out there and you're 90 and you're listening to go us. Go see Warcraft. Go see, <laughs> go see Warcraft and listen to Omen. Anyhow, this has been the Destruction episode. I'm Nate. I'm Ethan. And everyone, please, please, please take care.